0: Welcome to another edition of the Golden Oaks Podcast. I am your host, Gregory McCoy. This podcast is by a fan for fans. I am not a journalist. I am not a reporter. I am not an insider. I do not work for a website. The majority of my content comes from me, in my opinion. Other information comes from the internet. Um, the Golden State Warriors, and I'm not a fan. Let me just say that. Um, they run a tremendous organization from top to bottom. I mean, when somebody like Wiggins, who for all intents and purposes was not living up to his potential as a number one overall pick, goes there and becomes an all-star, that's that's a reflection of the organization. Um, when you can draft well, okay, you got a young nucleus of talent to complement your older talent, and they're not really that old. You're saying 34, 32, and I think Clay is like 30, 31 or something like that, 32. Um, You know, that's a tremendous position to be in, and they're set up for a five- to seven-year run with that young talent, the coach, GM, and, you know, I'm sitting here thinking about it, And I want to say Florida State used to be like that. We used to be a tremendous organization under Bobby Bowden. Even you look back on the Bobby Bowden down years, and that was from 2002 to 2009. Those were pretty good years in comparison to these last six or seven under Taggart and Norvell. Um, you you know, Jimbo, from 2010 to 2016, uh, I want to well, yeah, I give him 2016, yeah, because he went ten and three. Those were pretty good years too, and you know, the the great thing about the Golden State Warriors is that they're not cheap; they go out and spend the money. Florida State doesn't spend, doesn't want to spend the money. And I know they don't have the kind of money at their disposal like Georgia does or Alabama. And we know this is coming from boosters. We know this is not actually coming from the university. So I know that. Um, And we don't have the money at Florida State boosters like other programs do. So it just... We just need better management, <clears throat> and when I say better management, I mean better management on game day, better coaching on game day, better coaching during the week, like motivating these guys to try to get the best out of them to me is imperative. You gotta get out the gates fast, you know you can't you can't struggle against Duquesne. The LSU game is going to be a nationally televised game and we just can't look bad. I think we can beat LSU. This is not LSU from 2 years ago. 3 years ago. Okay? This this is a this is a different LSU team. Now, I think that they have better offensive and defensive line talent. But I think we can still go out there and win the game if we play to our strengths, okay? I don't think coming out the gate that we're going to be some kind of high-flying offense going down the field and just racking up points. I think we're going to have to play a smart uh, offensive game where we score, but we don't necessarily putting ourselves in a position to um, turn the ball over. And we're not dependent on Jordan Travis to play Sandlot football. I think it's imperative that you get him some easy throws early on in these games just to get his confidence up. And, you know, if the game is close, we just don't say here, go win the game for us. Um and it's really important that when he struggles, you stick with him. Don't pull him out. I think the McKenzie Milton thing helped him and hurt him at the same time because I think Norvell made a deal with with Milton that he would play him if he came. The McKenzie Milton thing, to me, was a mistake. It cost you Chuba Purdy. Um. I, I felt like if Jordan Travis was the quarterback the whole season, we'd probably go seven and five. I think just from the outset, I, I don't think – it. I think it's going to benefit this program a lot this year if Jordan Travis is not looking over his shoulder, that he is cl- the clear number one quarterback. And I, for all intents and purposes, I think that he – is going to be the guy, Unquest- the unquestioned number one, QB1. One. So I think that's going to help tremendously. And like I said, just give him some easy throws, some traditional screens, okay? Um, some some uh, quick outs, some slants, whatever. And I think in the long run, You know, from game one to game 12, that's going to benefit him. Seven and five, I don't think, I don't think that you're going to beat LSU. I don't think that you're going to beat Florida. I don't think that you're going to beat Clemson. And I don't think that you're going to beat Miami. So that's four games that I think you're going to lose. The the other eight games I give you a 50-50 shot. Okay. That's 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 just my take on it. Um Duquesne, I give you a hundred percent chance to win. Um, I think we play Louisiana. They they have talent down there now. Don't sleep on Louisiana. They got talent. They went, what, twelve and one last year, I think. They damn near went undefeated. So, they got talent. So, that ain't no layup game. They gonna be looking for blood. They gonna be, you know what I'm saying? They gonna be trying to prove something. So, you can, you can, you can, I don't know where, I don't think it's, I think that game is at Tallahassee, at Dope Campbell. So, you can half-step if you want to. You gonna get embarrassed. I want to say they're a sunbelt team. You're going to get embarrassed messing with them. So, um, obviously, all the division games, I give them a chance to win. But it's just, when this team came out and just said, all right, we're going to play football, they was in the game. When they just came out and said, we're not going to play football, they usually got rolled up. So, to me that's motivation that's coaching and you know obviously they just were not doing the coaching staff was just not doing a good enough job of getting those guys to buy in um again for the 1 trillionth time the offensive line is the key the the better the best 5 that you can put out there is going to really dictate how this thing goes all right, you got to put the best five out there. I don't care if it's a freshman, whatever, fifth year senior. Put the best five offensive linemen out there that can block, that can pass block and run block, and that that they want they want to move people. That's it. If they not one of the best five, don't put them out there. Not sold. Not sold on Robert Scott. Okay and Darius Washington is not a tackle he's a guard so but the 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 film has shown that when you give Jordan Travis time to throw he can make money throws that is that that we seen that in the Miami game we saw that so give the man time to throw okay that's really it. I mean, that Miami game, man, that was... Man. You know, you want us to... I want to see Florida State just blow teams out, but... You know, I just don't feel like that's going to happen every game. If you're really keeping it real with yourself as a Florida State fan, the Louisiana game should scare you. Um, they actually went 13-1. And... You know their head that head coach. He went to Florida, and they still got a lot of talent down there, man. So that that's not going to be a walk in the park. You could get embarrassed in, in that game if you come in that game half stepping. So it it there has to be a sense really the whole season. There has to be a sense of urgency from just game one. I I will be able to tell from game one. If there's a sense of urgency to be successful, I'll be able to tell from game one, if, if they come out there playing lackadaisical football, you know, you probably looking at four and eight, five and seven, man, because a lot of these teams in the ACC have gotten better uh, via the transfer portal. So, if you come out there half stepping you're you gonna have a long season so um you gotta you just gotta come out the gate fast you gotta you know you gotta put duquesne away in the first quarter you know it should be twenty eight zero first quarter, and you just coast the rest of the way right I'm not saying you gotta put seventy points on duquesne. But you got to send a message that we're not going to play around with these guys. And that's why I'm saying I, I'm i not sitting here today. I, I don't think that's a layup game. Because I don't know which Florida State team is going to show up. You know, is the Jacksonville State, Florida State team, is that team going to show up? Or is the Miami, you know... Is that Florida State team going to show up? Is the the Clemson game Florida State team going to show up? I don't know who's going to show up. You know, you as a coaching staff, y'all have to look at okay, what did we do last season to get these guys ready? I I'm not I'm not dumb. Motivation comes from within. It has to really be on each individual player to decide that, hey, I'm gonna go out here and and, and just, you know, know my assignments, know my keys, and play, and play within the scheme, and, and be motivated, and, and play a good brand of football, and that that individually and collectively. That has to be the mindset. And that's, to me, that's on the coach a little bit. If I say 50% is on the coach. 50% is on the player. Because it's the coach's job to find the players that, one, are going to buy into what the coach is trying to do. And, two, they're disciplined enough to motivate themselves to go out here and play a great brand of football. Um so you know, I think maybe Norvell's gotta have a winning record this year to, to not be on the hot seat in 2023. Um I mean it would really take like a the just a bottom fall. Fo- he would have if he loses to Duquesne, you gotta fire him. I there's no excuse. You know what I'm saying, and then if if it's a close game, I think he' on the hot seat. But definitely, if he if he loses to Duquesne, bro, he got you got to get him up out of here. There's no excuses. A lot of people want to get him up out of there after Jacksonville State loss. So, you know, I don't know anything about Duquesne, but I know Florida State the last several years. And anything that can go wrong will go wrong. So, it's football. There's going to be mistakes throughout the game. I just want to see them play fundamentally sound, okay? We should just be able to go out there and play our basic stuff. And we should just be able to out-athlete Duquesne, okay? That strategy is not going to work against LSU. It's not going to work against any other team on our schedule. But we should be able to out-athlete Duquesne. It, it would be embarrassing if that's a close game. It, it You know what I'm saying? It, to me, it would definitely be worse than Jacksonville State because they actually had some some Power 5 players on their team. Not making it, making an excuse, though, because we still should have dominated that game. But, um, you know, I just can't wait to see. We got basically about 10 more Sundays before kickoff. And I just can't wait, man. You know, I'm I'm ready to get back into, you know, swing of things and seeing college football games. So, you know, Florida State, of course. And, um, uh, um, uh, Anytime that the college football season is about to start, it always feels like Christmas or Christmas Eve. And, uh, you know, I'm just anxious. I'm just anxious to see these new receivers. I'm anxious to see this new offensive line. I'm anxious to see this defense. I haven't really harped on the defense because I feel like the defense is I don't think the defense regresses. I think the defense picks up where they left off last year. Hopefully they do. Hopefully we don't take a step backwards. And, uh, you know, linebacker is going to be a strength. The defensive line should be just as good, okay? Hopefully it's just as good. And then the secondary should be pretty good. I thought the secondary improved. Um, you got some young corners out there that got some experience last season. Uh, you got Sam McCall. I don't know if he's going to play corner or safety, but he's, he's probably the most athletic DB we have. And I'm just looking for better results, better play, better coaching. It's really going to tell me that this thing is moving in the right direction. Um, but earlier on in the podcast, I compared Florida State to Golden State and how we used to have that type of model in the 90s and in the early 2000s. And even during the the Bobby Bouton down years into Jimbo, we had a great organization and we've lost our way the last six or seven years. I, I think we can get back. Um, I don't think you can run your organization like Bobby Bowden did or even like Jimbo did six or seven years ago. This is, College football is totally different than what it was just six or seven years ago. You know, money is the name of the game now, and you got to have it. You have to have money, you know what I'm saying, to be a great football program. And it's always been this way. OK, but it's just it's, it's more obvious now that you have to have money to be a great football program. And you have to have a, you. It's a combination of money. It's a combination of winning winning games. You can have all the money in the world and, and not get not and if you're not winning games, you're not going to get a great recruiting class. Look at Oregon. Look at Texas A&M. Okay? They had to go get a good coach and start winning nine, ten games a year, and that's opened up the floodgates for them. That's the proven formula. Kids are going to come to your program, number one, if you're winning. Number two, they got a head coach that has demonstrated, hey, I know what I'm doing. They're not just going to... Oregon is the exception because they've Got Nike, and they're gonna get a Thibodeau or the linebacker. They're gonna get one or two of those guys every couple years. But for the most part, Oregon has not, you know, just open open up the floodgates. Now with the new coach they got, they might landing, you know, Alabama guy, Georgia guy. He might open up the floodgates for them, but we'll see. As Florida State fans, you owe it to yourself to keep it real. If you live in a world as far as college football and you're just thinking that your team is going to get over because of name recognition, you're really selling yourself short. Um, Florida State is not that team anymore. Um, we we kind of got back to being that team um you know 2012, 2013, 2014. And then the bottom fell out. Um so like I said, in my opinion, I don't think we get back to that. I think I think the best you can hope for with Norvell or any coach is ten and two. I, I just I don't I don't feel like in today's college football where you have to spend to win that Florida State is gonna get back to that type of status, national championship status. Um because those those the, the kind of recruits that we had on that on those teams, 2012, 2013, 2014, you know, all those five stars we had on those teams, we are not getting those guys anymore. And we was getting, we was getting those guys on the cheap and just on, um, you know, recogni name recognition, and you know Jimbo Fisher and uh, Brewster, just being hella five recruiters, and, and along with the rest of the staff. But like I said, now, now if, if Florida State comes out here and goes nine and three. The floodgates might open again. You know, they might open again. So winning is the ultimate deodorant. And if you win games, you're going to get recruits. You're going to get people to come. So that's why I said it's kind of imperative that Norvell has a winning record this season. I don't think you can come out here and go five and seven again. Um, you know, the 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 Jacksonville State loss, man, it still lingers for me. It still lingers. I mean that that is that is a it, it's a it's a game that I'll never forget. It's it's just Florida State games that I will never forget. I'll never forget the national championship against Florida, where we got destroyed. I'll never forget the Louisville game with Lamar Jackson, where we got destroyed. I'll never forget the semifinal against Oregon, where we got destroyed. Um, It's just games that I'll never forget. I'll never forget the Oklahoma national championship. We didn't get destroyed, but our, our, our offense was basically rendered you know useless in that game we couldn't score we couldn't score a touchdown to save our lives um so you know but Jacksonville state is worse than all of those just we were not they Jacksonville state I don't care it's it's florida state man at the end of the day you know, if you if you're not gonna take pride in the uniform and the helmet at any other time, you have to take pride in it against Jacksonville State. So that's why I said. I mean, th- this Duquesne game to me is a big game. It's this isn't a layup type game. We're we're not Florida State from seven years ago. We're not that team. You know. So we have to come out and just be ready to roll. You know, well, this game should be over in the first quarter. I don't I don't care who Duquesne got on they roster. their roster. They're Duquesne, man. It, and I just say, if we lose that game, you got to fire him uh, really on the spot. No excuses. And I'm not calling for the man's job, but if there's there has to be, if there's one surefire win on this roster, it bet it's got to be this first game. It's got to be this first game. So I I really can't emphasize it enough how important this first game is. Just because you lost to Jacksonville State the previous season. You know, at some point you gotta hold this team to a standard. You got to hold this coaching staff to a standard. And when was the last time Florida State was ranked? When was the last time we were ranked, man? It, it's been it's been years. We haven't been ranked in years. Right? That's that's where the program is right now. We have not been ranked in years. So we got a long way to go. Um, I think we can get there. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. It's available on YouTube. It's available on all podcast platforms. I do appreciate the support. And as always, go nose.